Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I'm not going to lie to you. I am pretty tired today. I am on like a, this is like week three of just feeling so tired. We're in a very um, exhausting phase with Weston. <laughs> we have, I have learned that it is for any of you that have children ages two years and older, um, he's going through leap 10. So we're at like, he's 18 like as of yesterday, 18 months, I think. Um, And so apparently we're at this phase that's just like extreme, like five weeks typically of like extra fussiness, extra clinginess. And he likes to be clingy with mommy the most, AKA me. And he's also um, not sleeping his, like until his normal time, luckily actually just with the time change yesterday, He's yesterday he slept into almost seven and today he did again as well. So I'm fingers crossed that the time change is actually going to really benefit us this time. Um, but anyway, uh, and he's also home with us. Um, normally he is with my in-laws two days a week, but they are taking a well-deserved month away to Florida. So that means he's with us now two days a week while we try to run our business. So it's a very tiring time. And I say all that because I really didn't want to show up here today and record this episode. But I did at the same time. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to show up and I'm just going to show up with with what I have to give and know that that's going to be enough for you. And I know you're listening to this saying like, "Uh, yeah, that's more than enough. And so I also thought it's a good chance to remind you that even if you're not at 100%, if you don't feel like you need to push yourself, but if you desire to show up for something, know that showing up as you are in whatever place that you are in is likely more than enough. <clears throat> but I really wanted to talk about this topic today because it's actually been on my list or like on my content calendar for the podcast for a while, like for months. And for some reason, it just keeps getting pushed down and down. I think Sometimes there are certain topics that I feel like I need to be ready to get into it with you, some of the more personal stuff. And this one is for sure a lot more personal than some of the other um, stuff that I share here. But it's also really powerful, and that's why I've been excited to share it with you. So I want to talk about today some of the ways that my body healing and food healing journey has impacted my life as a whole and my business. Because when I went into this work, I was not expecting that to be the case. And 
I'm, I want to share because I've gotten so, so many messages and just like in conversations with people that I know, people saying you sharing what you're sharing on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely get over there and connect up and let me know you have joined and you heard this episode. I'm at Jessica Thiefels, T-H-I-E-F-E-L-S. And it's also linked in the show notes, of course. Um, But I share a lot about this journey on Instagram. And I try to share really openly and really real about shame and frustration and fear. and, um, And I've been getting so much great feedback that other people are experiencing those similar things that I wanted to, I've been trying to bring a little bit more of that to the podcast because I know I'm reaching other people here that I might not reach on Instagram. And I want to make sure that I give you also permission to maybe think differently about your body or your relationship with food, or in this case, see how working on that aspect of your life, if it's something that you think needs attention, can actually impact and have a ripple effect in every other area of your life, which is not something I was expecting. I really wasn't thinking how this would change the way that I'm looking at my business, the way that I'm looking at my life and the choices that I'm making. So before I jump into those benefits and what I've seen, how I've seen this impact the rest of my life, I wanted to just quickly back up and share some of the things that I've been doing. So I am not a professional in this space whatsoever. <laughs> I I learn myself, I learn from the experts and I share what I learn. But there are a lot of one thing I one of the things I've learned is that there are a lot of little things we can do to start shifting this whether it's your relationship with your body, your relationship to food, um your relationship to health And your experience with diet culture. So I've just learned so much in this journey about how food and body and what is considered normal or quote unquote healthy impacts us in ways that we might not even realize. I digress. I wanted to share some of the things I've been doing to help me on this journey in case you also want to be moving toward this journey or you're on it and you're looking for more resources. So one of the first things I did the last few years, the last 10 years, I've gone to therapy, I've done talk therapy, I've done coaching, but it wasn't until I did IFS therapy, so internal family systems, that everything changed for me. And I actually, I did, I specifically was focused on my body healing um, and my body image in those sessions, but it was so interesting how in the sessions, what was coming up and what we were working on, which IFS is very, it's completely different than talk therapy. It's all, um, it's very like, um, how do I explain it? Like embody, it's very like embodied experience, somatic, I guess, experiences. It's about finding where this feeling or emotion is in your body and then getting a sense for who or what it is if it's you, how old you are in that, it's, I can't even really fully explain it, but it was incredibly powerful. That's the first thing that I really did on this, the part of this journey that has actually led me and taken me further than anything else. So I did IFS this, I started doing it this past fall and that cracked me open in a way nothing else has. 
And from there, I started listening to podcasts, which sounds like, why didn't I do that like five years ago? Um, I never listened to podcasts and it never occurred to me that that was a way that I could learn about this and heal my body. It n- not, never once, which I know sounds so silly because you're listening to this podcast probably for that reason. I was one of those people who hosted a podcast, but for two years before I ever started listening to them. But in doing IFS, for some reason, one day, something just opened up and I was like, oh, wait, maybe I could listen to a podcast about this. So podcast was the second big piece. And two of the ones that I really, really have liked that have been really supportive for me are Food Psych. I really, really, really love Food Psych. The host, um, I think her name was Christy Shoot. Now I can't remember her last name, of course. Um, She's incredible. So smart brings so much value to the table. Um, Full plate, full as in like F-U-L-L, plate is another really good one. I haven't been listening to it as much, but their first like 10 episodes is actually with two. So it was two people hosting it. And then it just went to Abby who started hosting it by herself. But I really liked it when it was the two of them. Like I almost listened to the first 10 as like a mini series, a mini podcast series. Um, Because their experience together was really powerful. So anyway, then there was a bunch of one-off shows that I just like didn't necessarily listen to the podcast over and over, but I listened to single episodes and they were hugely impactful. I would recommend if you're looking for podcasts, what I typically do is if I'm working through something or I'm really thinking about something like fat phobia or fearfulness or um, you know, whatever the topic is, I'll just search that in Spotify. And then I'll look through the episodes that come up and just pick one that sounds most relevant for me. Um, so if you're looking for more podcast episodes around this or anything, I would recommend searching like that. Reading books, of course, is always a valuable tool, but two that I have really liked, neither that I've finished yet, but one is Body of Truth. That one's been fascinating because it is tons and tons of research and it shows how a lot, the majority of what is considered healthy, quote unquote, and what we deem as being um, dangerous in terms of weight is based on poor data, incomplete data, old data. Um, It's very arbitrary and how a lot of people in the health industry and the medical world um, are actually relying on data that's not super accurate. And we've just become obsessed with weight and health. And I keep saying quote unquote health because it's become such a charged term. Um, But how it's just, it's not as factual as we think that it is. So it's really, really, really interesting to hear her parse out all of the different data and share insights from various experts who are saying like, we really need to rethink this, or this is not what you think it is, or like how the BMI chart has changed two or three times, I think in the last like 20, 10 or 20 years. And the changes were based on weights. I was just reading this last night. The changes were based on the weight of children. So children's BMI chart is what I'm referring to right now. The changes were based on the weight of children in the 60s and 70s. But we know that our lives and diets and 
children are different now. We are actually, children are on average taller and bigger than they were in the 60s and 70s. And yet we're determining a child's BMI based on the data from from then, from 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So anyway, I'm not going to go off any further on that, but that's been a really, really interesting book to rethink what we're talking about and what we're taking in and what's actually real. And then another one is intuitive eating. It's another one that I didn't finish, but I listened to a lot of the intro that just gives like an overview of, it's basically like the 10, they don't call them pillars, but like 10 pillars of intuitive eating. Um, So I highly recommend that as well. And the last thing that I'll share I did was I shifted my Instagram feed And this seems really obvious. I feel like a lot of people say like, clean up your feed or curate your feed, um, but really do it. And it's taken me a while and I'm still updating and changing and shifting. But in addition to simply removing people from your feed that trigger you or make you feel like crap, like for me, that's anyone who is like flaunting a super toned, thin body, like that way of thinking and being is just not at all aligned with how I want to live my life now. And it makes me feel like crap when I see it. And it triggers me and pulls me back to the time when I did believe that that was what I needed to do. And I don't want to be there anymore. So I got rid of a lot of those accounts. And then I added in lots of new ones. And I'm just going to name off them, name them off here. I'm not going to give you their, I'm tr- I'm trying to give you their actual account name, but just search for them on Instagram and you'll find them. Um, and also, if you follow me, I share these people's content and content like this constantly in my stories. So you'll always find new accounts through me if you're following me. But some of the accounts that I'm really, really loving right now are Kale Them With Kindness, Alona Mar, M-A-H-E-R. She is a U.S. rugby player. I actually found out that I went to grade school with her. I didn't even realize that, but my sister told me, (laughs) but she's amazing. Love, love, love everything she puts out. Shelb Stales. um, She is actually like a a fashion blogger, um, but she's like a a mid-sized fashion blogger. And I just, I love her style and um, seeing her try on clothes makes me feel just like good and normal. (laughs) Um, this one, I don't even know how to say Mac Zazon, M-A-K-Z-A-Z-O-N. Another one is Alex Light. There's more in her name, but if you just search Alex Light, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, Marissa Hoppy, No Food Rules, and Abby Atwood Wellness. Those are just a few that I absolutely love that have helped me feel good in my skin, really own my power and Um, really own my body and start to love it in a differently than I did before um, and care for it differently than I did before. And especially the food ones, like no food rules. I think about things that she says all the time, like her posts and content is in my head all the time when I am thinking about what I'm going to eat. So Just wanted to start off with sharing those resources for you in case you're on this journey, you want to go on this journey, you need more while you're figuring this out for yourself. And now let's jump into some of the benefits, the the ways that I've seen this ripple through my life. The first is I feel a fullness of life in life that I honestly, truly don't think I've felt for more than 10 years, 
which is crazy to think about because I've lived an amazing life for 10 years. I lived in San Diego for for 10 years, um, for almost my entire 20s. My husband, Ben and I, we traveled the world for almost the entire year of 2019. We've done so much travel outside of that, camping, experiencing life, making new friends, starting a business, having Weston, buying two homes, driving cross country, like so many things that I've done in the last decade, 10 to 12 years. And it's crazy how this experience of restriction and struggle around food and struggle struggle around my body has been a cloud hovering over everything that I do. I was actually just looking at a picture last night. Um, and I think I'm going to share this picture tomorrow, actually. Um, and it was a picture of me in Bali. And I got really, really sad because all I could think about when I saw that picture, I remembered how all I could think about in this amazing experience that I was having, one of the things on the forefront of my mind was what my body looked like and how frustrated I was with my body and how I wanted to be thinner. How so frustrated with my bloating and my face and this and that. And it's just crazy how now that I have started healing in such a deep and powerful way, in a way that I never had before, in a way that I don't think I could have until now, I feel my life feels so much more full and so much lighter as well. Like I've been seeking this lightness in life for so long. I can remember being on a coaching call like eight years ago saying to my coach, like, I want to feel lighter and thinking that I had all the, the thinking that I knew how to get there. And I, and none of those things got me there until I started doing this work. So there's this fullness and this lightness in my life as a whole that I'm now experiencing that I haven't experienced truly until I started being restrictive with my diet, which was when I was, when I was trying to heal my body, I had a lot of um, pain and a lot of symptoms, but that, that healing, starting that healing journey and the restriction that came with it started me down this path of restriction and um, fear around food. The second thing I've experienced that is really incredible is releasing this black and white way of thinking. For so long, I've thought in a very black and white mentality, and maybe you resonate with this, like it has to be all this or all that. Like when it comes to, let's say when it comes to having a drink and it was like, well, I can't have a mimosa on a Sunday morning when I'm watching a football game with my friends because I don't drink on Sundays. And if I have, and then like, it would have to be all or either I was having a couple drinks or I was having no drinks or with food. Like either I was having a completely clean day, or even if I had like one little bite of a cookie, it was like the whole day was ruined because I was trying to have a clean day. And then one bite of a cookie ruined that day. And so by doing this work, I've really shifted that thinking has almost just like naturally shifted in a really powerful way. And I see this in my business as well in terms of like right now, while I was saying at the beginning of the show that Weston's home with us right now, two days a week for the month of March. And if I hadn't done this work, in addition, of course, to all the work I've been doing for the last decade around personal development, I think it would be really difficult for me to do what I'm doing, which is like doing a little bit of work in the morning and then 
I'll hang out with Weston while Ben does a little bit of work in the afternoon. And then maybe I'll do a little bit of this here, a little bit of this there, or like this episode, I will probably edit and get scheduled to publish like in between playing with Weston. And I probably would have really struggled to do that before because it was always needing to be very black and white, like very, I do this, then I do that, then I do this, then I do that. Or I need a whole hour to be able to sit down and really get this work done. And if I don't have that, then I can't do anything. So that's been a really impactful aspect of this journey in so many ways for me. I've also experienced a greater curiosity, a way of approaching the world with more curiosity because doing this type of healing work requires you to be curious, not critical, curious and compassionate. And in in doing that and being that way, I have really discovered a different curiosity in my life in terms of hmm, I wonder why the this sales call didn't go well. Or, hmm, I wonder why that Instagram post didn't do well. Like there's a greater sense of curiosity than there ever has before, which makes life more fun and quite frankly, easier because criticism just sucks, man. When we criticize ourselves every step of the way, spend my MO for the last decade and... I mean, life is just so much better when we can be curious and not critical. The next piece was, is that I'm finding myself, I'm finding it easier to surrender in all areas of my life. Because in this healing work, I feel like I've had to surrender so much to the work and the process and trusting that if I just I work with, I also, something I didn't mention at the top of the show is that I also work with a coach who's really incredible. Her name is Catherine. Um, I think her Instagram account is Brave Brave Space Nutrition. Um, Working with her has been so, so, so incredible. And in doing that and, and talking with her and examining different aspects of this, I've really seen how I need to surrender to the experience and let the journey happen and and trust that it's all happening as it should, when it should. And while that's a mindset that I already had previous to this, I notice it being easier to just surrender to different aspects of my business or different aspects of my life and really trust and know that if I if I keep doing what I know I need to do and I keep focusing on where I want to go, that I will get closer and closer to that. And the final piece has been, I think the most interesting is there's so much more excitement to take care of myself in ways that I that I always brushed off before. So I've shared on the podcast my style journey, um, my journey to discovering how I want to dress It seems really simple, um, and to a lot of people it probably is, but to me it was a really, really big part of this journey, and actually it was one of those catalyst moments for me in addition to IFS therapy that opened me up to this work, realizing I want to feel good in my clothes and I want to express myself. For so long, I chose clothes to keep myself small. Like I wore really tight clothing. And I think subconsciously a part of that was like, if I have a small body, I can wear, I feel, 
I, you can wear small clothing no matter what your body looks like. But to me, I felt my body's small. I can wear tight clothing. And so if I keep it small, I can wear these clothes. And if I have these clothes, then I have to keep my body small. You see what I mean? And so discovering that I wanted more for myself than that experience led me on this journey. And as I've been going on this journey, we made a connection. My coach and I made a connection the other week of because because I work from home, maybe this is similar to you. If you work from home, like I would just wear my sweats all day and a sweatshirt and my hair would just look like crap, but I wouldn't do like put makeup on. And she was like, I wonder if there's a connection between you being critical of your body and the fact that you're that you're in sweats all day. Like maybe there's something to be said for putting on something that you feel good in or putting makeup on or whatever. Maybe that will impact how critical you are of your body. <clears throat> and I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, hmm, there's something there. Like my intuition is saying, I've been thinking this, but I haven't been doing it. And I started to, I started to like, again, not groundbreaking, but like putting makeup on and making my hair feel good, look good. And I went out and bought new clothes that felt really good on my body. Even just like I found um, this brand of spandex, actually they're a Lululemon dupe on Amazon. They're the butter soft, I think they're crazy. CRZ is the brand. Anyway, I love them. I love the way they feel on my body. I got a couple pairs of those because I discovered that I love them. I got some different sweatshirts that I feel like are really cute, but also super comfy. And then I started buying more makeup from really great brands through, I don't know if you've ever used EWG, their search engine, um, tells you any brand that is EWG verified. And EWG is the Environmental Working Group. And they examine the brand and their products and each individual product based on the ingredients, transparency, sourcing, and they give it a rating. And so some products are so high quality that they're EWG verified. So everything I buy is EWG verified. And that's just EWG.org. And then if you do slash skin deep, that's their search. But you can also just find the search through their menu on their homepage. So I've been buying makeup that I feel really good about wearing and then putting it on, even when I'm not going anywhere, even when I don't have any meetings. Um, I got a the beach waver. I don't know if you're good at curling your hair or not, but I am not. I can't like my awkward hands cannot figure out how to twist and do it all. <laughs> and the beach waver twists for you. All you have to do is clamp your hair and then it rolls and twists up. You hold it and then you let go and your hair's curled. And it's amazing. Highly, 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 highly recommend. So all of these things that I've been doing and investing in and playing with to take care of me are all things that I never did before this journey. I just like brushed them off as like, oh, I don't care about that stuff. That stuff doesn't matter to me. And I realize now that it does matter to me to feel good. And those are ways that I feel good in my body, in my skin on a day-to-day basis. And that's been hugely impactful in every area of my life. Like I get excited to find a new outfit or a fun outfit to wear to go out for drinks. Or I get excited to do, yesterday I did my, I curled my hair before we went out to um, walk on Church Street and, and be outside and get a coffee. And it just feels so much more fun. And I And that I feel like is also adding to the first part that I mentioned, which is this fullness of life. Like this, this more complete 
experience that feels less burdened and less closed off, less restrictive and more just open and light. Well, I feel like that episode went on a lot longer than I was anticipating. I hope that you found this helpful. I will definitely be sharing more about this as I experience it, as I go through it. If you know human design, I'm a projector. I like to teach. I like to guide. I like to share what I'm learning. So if you have anything that you're curious about this journey, or if this was impactful for you or supportive for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram and let me know, or just share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. That's the best that I can ask for is that people who truly need to hear this actually get to hear it. So I'm going to leave you with that for now. Thank you so much for being here. And I will catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.